That's right, it's time for the Weekly Review, a podcast for people who want to do a better job of organizing their lives. Whether you are new to task management or you've fallen off the wagon a few times, this podcast is for you. Now, if you haven't done your Weekly Review yet, hopefully this podcast will inspire you to do so when you're finished listening. I'm Jean McDonald, and I am here with my good friend and co-host, James Dempsey. Hi, James. How are you doing today? And... More importantly, have you done your weekly review? Hey, Gene, I'm doing fine. And uh, yes, I just did my weekly review this morning. And um, perhaps even more exciting this week, I reached inbox zero on Monday. Woo-hoo! And I'm still at inbox zero today. Wow. Wow. I am very impressed. You are, in my book now, the the world champion of inbox zero because you started at quite a high number what no, what what was that number again james <laughs> it was over 116,000 incredible in my inbox incredible two email accounts mm-hmm. but still <laughs> yeah and yes you hit inbox zero what did it feel like when that happened weird <laughs> <laughs> There was a sense of accomplishment, but then it was very strange to be looking at like the mail app and there's nothing in the inbox. <laughs> it's just empty and it's like what what do I do now? Yeah. What do you do? <clears throat> I know um when I get to inbox zero, sometimes I'm like a cat sitting outside. I'm like I'm like Jerry wait, Tom and Jerry, which one's the cat? Tom is the cat. Tom sits outside the mouse hole in the baseboard waiting for Jerry the mouse to come out. And I sit there, keep looking back at my mail app going, is there a new e- email in there? I got to pounce on it right now. I need to stay at inbox zero as long as I can can do it. Yeah, and I was kind of finding it during the week as things would come in, I'd try to pounce on them quickly. But also, I don't even know if that's exactly the right thing to be doing really um because my understanding is like it's okay to have a couple things in your inbox until you're ready to process them because that's kind of what the inbox is for um but once they come in you know it it doesn't mean that they if something's in there for 10 minutes or (laughs) an hour or two that you're a bad organizer or something um (laughs) It's just when you do go to look at your inbox, they suggest you just take them in order and um, decide what you're going to do with them. The other thing I'm learning about Inbox Zero is all it means is that you're using the inbox as a place to keep things that you haven't processed yet. Correct. So really, all you're doing then is taking what's there, deciding what to do with it. And very often that is moving it out of the inbox into a place where you are going to deal with it later. Mm -hmm. Um, So inbox zero doesn't mean all my work's done. It just means I've identified all of the things that I do need to do and I've put them in the appropriate place for when I get a chance to do them. Well, and that that makes a lot of sense. That's um that is the backbone of the getting things done 
system for sure is that things, everything should be in its place and everything shall, sh- should be processed um, into the correct place. So what is your post inbox zero um, processing strategy look like? Uh, so what I've ended up doing is uh, as suggested in the, in the book, I've set up a, um, in, uh, a mailbox called action and stuff that is going to require action goes in there. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing I noticed is that um, sometimes I end up with um, like information for an event that's going to be in a week or two. Mm -hmm. And um, if I stick that into just the archive, then I have to do a lot of searching and remembering what keywords um, so I also made a pending folder. Oh yeah, where I keep things that are kind of temporarily important, uh, so I can look in there. Like if you buy movie tickets exactly. online, you can just stick them in there. And I didn't think that doing, uh, you know, uh, a super involved forty how many folders forty three folders <laughs> for a suspense file was going to was justified if I had like 10 emails to keep track of. Yeah. Um, so just for the moment, one pending folder seems to be doing the trick. And then for things that I don't need anymore, um, I just put that into an archive. And I have some file folders or mail folders that I use for um, like – organizations or companies that I deal with regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can just put their stuff in there and then pretty much everything else goes into just the archive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is definitely a transition that it took me a while to make now going back, you know, several years before I really used computers where when I worked at an office, I had a folder for everything and when I got my first computers and got my first Mac, I definitely had folders for a lot of things, very specific, and I would file things into folders. But over the years, I have come to appreciate the fact that even for stuff that was in that folder, I would be using, you know, Spotlight to find them. Mm-hmm. And so why not just let everything live in one big folder, uh, you know, w- there's obviously maybe some exceptions to that, but I embracing the fact that I can probably find anything I need without putting a lot of effort into filing it somewhere very relevant is um, been a, a big boon to my productivity because I don't spend as much time thinking about where do I file this or have I filed something in the correct place. Gotcha. And one thing I found um, when I first started uh, the the journey to inbox zero is that I also was going to just stick everything in the archive. Mm-hmm. And um, then I got to a point where there were a lot of, say, emails from Apple, which I didn't really necessarily – I knew there was nothing that I needed to do immediately, but I wanted to take some extra time to kind of figure out what I wanted to do with those emails. Mm-hmm. So I made an Apple folder and just stuck them all in there. Um, and then I did that a few times, and what I found was that for certain organizations or companies where I get a lot of mail from them, mm-hmm. it was nice to know that I could just stick them there. 
Um, I also discovered, I don't know when this showed up in Apple Mail, might have been there for years, <laughs> but once you once you put something, uh, assign something to a folder, um, when things come in from that email, if you right-click, it will suggest putting it in that folder immediately. Mm. So it actually makes it very easy to file where I just right-click and it I just pick the right thing and it goes away and I don't have to do a lot of work at all. And that also works on iOS. Really? Um, although it's odd, it definitely works on the phone. On the iPad, sometimes it'll show me what I'm expecting and give me that choice. Sometimes it'll just show me all the mailboxes and I've yet to figure out why it does that sometimes and not other times mm. but overall that's been one it was unexpected i didn't even know mail did that <laughs> and two it's been it was really really handy um so i have been using that feature a lot oh that's pretty cool um i i think um i may have mentioned it before but there's an app that i use especially when i was much more upset uh, obsessed or you know concerned with various folders that I wanted to file things in I used a, a app called mail act on um, which has been around for a long time and the developers are longtime members of our developer community and that was kind of nice because you could assign uh, keystrokes to file things away so not like in the case that you're talking about where it remembers where you filed one thing and it always files it there, that's, you know, that works great. But say you want to file something in your action versus your waiting for versus your whatever folder, it's pretty nice um, to have something that lets you do that with a keystroke instead of having to drag or whatever. I got you. And in fact, um, yeah, there's uh my friend Adam Tao, who uh, actually takes uh, photos, he's took photos for like all things D and what have you, but he mm -hmm. also comes out and takes photos for us at uh, at the Breakpoint show. Oh, yeah. Um, he also has a similar thing called Message Filer oh. that he's been uh, developing for a number of years now. So I figured we'll, we could both give a plug for that. Yes. We can plug our friends with good software. That's definitely okay with me. That's right. <laughs> Speaking of friends of ours that have great software, our friends at the Omni Group are putting out the new version of OmniFocus now, I understand. And I think by the time you listen to this, listeners, uh, that will be out, OmniFocus 3. Is that right, James? Yes. They have announced that it will be released on May 30th. And I'm really looking forward to it. I actually had a chance to uh, uh, try out the beta of OmniFocus 3. And it has a number of new features. Um, one, The one I'm most excited about, well, there's two. Um, one is that it's going to have uh, tags. Mm -hmm. It's always had this uh, concept of a context um, right. drawing from getting things done. Um, but you could only attach one context to an action. Whereas with tags, you can have as many tags as you want, um, which I think is a little more familiar paradigm um, that comes from many different apps. And they also have the ability 
with the pro version to create custom views. They call them perspectives and the mm -hmm. new um, kind of the new rules that you can set are incredibly flexible. So you should be able to get pretty much any combination of things you want showing up in the user interface. And I think between those two, that's going to be a, a really powerful upgrade. And there's other stuff in there too. But those are the two that I'm most excited about. Well, that sounds really cool. I have not used it yet. I haven't been on the beta. And I agree that having tags um, that can be uh, assigned multiply in different co combinations will make a big difference because context was definitely a early 2000s uh, point of view from getting things done. And the context, for example, in the book are things like online, <laughs> not online, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, at home, at work, and traveling, whatever. And I started to use my context a little bit more like by device. So if I needed to do it on my Mac versus one of my iOS devices, I put Mac as a context. But just because I can do it on the Mac, sometimes I can also do it on the iPad, you know? So mm -hmm. I look forward to being able to tag things with multiple options for when I can work on something. The other thing I wanted to note is that what's shipping in, on May 30th is the iOS version of OmniFocus mm -hmm. 3. Um, and the Mac version is supposed to follow along this year. Mm -hmm. um, if you happen to use both the Mac and the iOS versions, um, they've done what to me is a really great job of letting you use both at the same time. It's just that you would not be able to use the new features yet on the Mac. So for me, my workflow mm. is going to stay the OmniFocus 2 workflow. Um, mm. until the Mac version is out and then I'll move everything. I'll kind of change how I do things based on the new features. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, I definitely came back to OmniFocus when the iPad came out, um, you know, several years ago. And a friend of mine said, like, if there was ever a device that was meant for this kind of program, you know, so that's kind of lightweight in terms of what it can, what it needs to do, what it can do, and that you can do it wherever you are. Um, the iPad is great, even more so than the iPhone, which is, is pretty good, but it's nice when you have like more screen real estate. Mm -hmm. And especially in my case, I have a keyboard for my iPad. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. It's kind of like, uh, Productivity Nerds Christmas coming up. <laughs> Absolutely. It's uh it's definitely a big a big gift. It's uh it's really a from my experience it's been a, a great update. So I'm very much looking forward to it being out in the world. Well, I think that's all I have to talk about today, James. Um do you have anything else to add before we wrap things up? Um yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out to one of our listeners, Eddie Hinkle who uh, posted that uh, inspired by our podcast, um, he's gotten himself to Inbox Zero down from Inbox 15,000. So wow. con congratulations to you, Eddie. Yeah, congratulations, Eddie. That's, that's incredible. 
And if anybody else has a listener's success story they want to share, you can find us on the internet at theweeklyreview.fm. Um, on micro.blog, we are at The Weekly Review. And on Twitter, we're at Weekly Review FM. So we'd love to hear from you if you have any feedback or any successes you want to share with us. It would also be great if you could rate or review this podcast so that new listeners can find us and also so we get that that digital pat on the back. You know what? It makes a difference. <laughs> and I guess we should wrap up the episode, James, so we can get back to getting things done, hey? Yeah, that sounds great, Jean. Uh, see you all next week. See you next week, and thanks for listening. Thank you. You got some things you want to get done And still enjoy a bit of organizational fun There's a lot of things